people welcome back to the brothers geek out podcast we are back this week we were out last week a lot of stuff been going on super busy with everyone i was on vacation uh and kibbs had a few different things that he was working on there was a lot of content still pushed out had some geek out sessions and whatnot but we're back for another week and we've got loads of news and updates and stuff to give you just a heads up again guys do check the description for the timestamp if you don't want to hear about you know our lives and real world issue stuff that we get emotional about. You want to go straight to the geek out session news, check the description. It'll be right there. Uh, and also like check Kibbs, just so you a heads up, but I'm trying to think about different structure and how we can structure things in regards to the podcast. I, again, this is a freestyle thing. We press record, we talk, but just in regards to how we deliver the news, I'm trying to categorize it and whatnot. So when I do the description, I'll just pull it down in categories. So it'll be easier to do the descriptions and for the users and listeners to know what these categories entail. I don't know, messing around with it, but we'll see what happens. But Anyway, good to be back. And um, yeah, Kibbs, how you doing, bro? Yeah, good. It's been a busy week and a bit. Uh, fucking run down again. I've, I've caught something, but I think I got, got it off my manager at work on Monday. I told him not to come to the event, man. Fucking ill you. Now he got the whole house fucking ill as well. Lose. Sorry to be swearing. Uh, and sorry, Jeremy, if you do listen to this, you lose, bro. <laughs> 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 Gave me a shit. I'm fucking losing. And trying to do work at the same time. Anyway, not to start off on a bad, bad, bad note. Listen, I had some great episodes that came out last week as we were so busy. Uh, I got an op- episode, episode with uh, uh, Troy Booth, who is Captain Tempest, uh, cosplayer and uh, PT, training to be a PT. Uh, amazing episode. He he wore his Daredevil cosplay as well while we talked. We talked about Loki finale, season finale as well. So check that out. Then we've got Rob and Michael, our first on location podcast episode geek out session about the movie Punching Bag, which was inspired by a conversation we had on this podcast. Uh, <clears throat> that episode is out. And if guys, if you want to pledge, we pl- I've already pledged uh, uh, to, to to support the movie. And, you know, the fact that it's been inspired by the podcast is insane in itself. There's actually more good news as well. We'll catch up on that later on. And then an episode with Late Morning Films, which is Rob Montague. Uh, Montague, sorry, sorry, I said that so wrong. Uh, in in a I'm tired, I'm generally tired. I didn't get no sleep yesterday. Uh, a great episode with a Ghostbusters fan, and he's a filmmaker. We've got a project that we're working on as well, which is coming up next year. I can't wait to share that with you as well. So, like, the year is already getting planned ahead, you know, and I've got some great things to happen towards the end of it. But, yeah, we've got some great episodes, guys. Check them out. Show them some love. Follow follow those creatives' work. Like, I think that's the biggest part is, and, and I think the conversation we had is about other creatives sharing other creatives' platforms. Like, listen... I'm happy with five views. That's five people that listen to it. That's five people that get inspired. Uh, I think we focus on the numbers way too much nowadays, way too much. I've been seeing a lot of film, uh, a lot of videos about mental health and people ruin themselves because of social media. But listen, if it's going to be content that you actually like watching after, then do it. You don't need to do it for other people. I don't think, I think we've come to a point now where we seek validation. You don't need to seek that validation. Put the hard work in, 
fuck the views, uh, fuck what other people think. Do what you love, do what you enjoy, and opportunities will come. I'm telling you, you know, I got to do uh, so this is for my nine to five job. I work in marketing, I'm a vendor manager, I look after vendors like Adobe and Logitech and stuff like that. So I get to do creative stuff with them, but now I've embedded my world of geekiness into my work and that makes the job so much more fun because I got to work at Harry Potter Studios for two days bro like you know that was insane I've never watched the movies I'm sorry I'm late I'm so late I will watch them uh, I bought the book for Lara yesterday first one so story time we'll read together so the Harry Potter's Philosopher's Stone we'll start off with that but I will watch the movies I did the tour yesterday bro insane bro like the fact that they filmed in that they filmed up in Watford, bro. Uh, the, uh, the Warner Brothers Studios is there. And they kept all the sets. And like maybe spoilers for some of the stuff I haven't seen yet. But just to know that they it's movie magic, isn't it? When you see that stuff in front of you. It's like when I went to the Back to the Future exhibition. Like I love stuff like that. Because that's, that's my all-time favorite thing. So anybody who's a Harry Potter fan. Like the fans of Harry Potter yesterday sold it to me. So like, you know. But you get to do stuff you love, look, and, and opportunities will arise. You know, I had great conversations yesterday, which will lead on to different paths. And, you know, I'm looking I'm looking at different avenues and where I go with what I do now. It's weird that you find out who yourself does. You know, there's never a time when you find out what you're good at and who you are. I think it just takes that time, but just put it out there. I think people, people concentrate on how much they 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 the, the stuff they like and stuff like that like people want to start something because they feel like it's going to get them opportunity but if you're not doing it for the love of it a clear example guys i chased money for most of my lifetime i never got it you know that's a clear example i never got money never every time i got it i lost i actually lost more money than making it and i realized that's the part that's just going to cause more issues for me and you know sometimes it's not great you know i'm not in a an amazing uh, financial spot now with mortgages going up and the cost of living and paying shit, triple the amount for fucking electricity and gas. I'm struggling, but that's I'm getting by. I've got the necessities. There's realization there because there's other shit that's going on in the world. I wake up in the morning, you know, I got my kids, I got my family. Uh, so that feeds the day job and everything else that you get to do, but money doesn't have to be the key to to trying to get to get things done and things you love and opportunities as well things will come along opportunities will come along i just say just try and do what you can but for the love of it honestly once you start doing it because you feel like you're going to get extra views and you know oh warner brothers are going to give me a shout or marvel they don't they won't you have to put the work in you have to reach out to them you have to ask them the questions if you don't ask you're not going to know if i didn't reach out to them I don't think we've got most of those opportunities. You have to put yourself out there, but then they need to see how much you love it as well, because if they start seeing your content and seeing it in a way where my guy's just trying to tag Marvel up in every fucking post so they can go to an event, that's not love. The reason why they notice you, because if you notice on our account, we don't tag nobody. We tag when we're at an event. Yes, we tag because they specifically ask. But other than that, bro, I don't tag up nobody in our post, bro. You don't need to. So anyway, that's my week. We've got loads more to come. Two pieces of good news as well. 
uh, I need to respond to this email quick as well while we're on this. But a great opportunity has come up and I'm not going to say no to. Uh, and yeah, again, massive thank you guys for supporting the video that uh, that we did with interviews with Jeffro for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sorry, guys, I'm absolutely shattered. Uh, and we've uh, had such a such a busy week. Uh, I'm looking forward to coming off. And my work's been busy as well at Harry Potter Studios. Traffic in London is fucking shit as usual, man. Like trying to get home yesterday was a mission. And because I was feeling unwell towards the end of the show, you know, when your body knows that's it, you're done now. You're done, son. Like, I'm on the motorway trying to keep awake, bro. Fucking M25, bro. There's going to be a lot of swearing on this one, guys. Uh, it's been a while. But I feel like I need to let that shit out. Mm. But yeah, that's that's me, G. <clears throat> cool, man. I mean, <laughs> lots going on. Lots going on. I'm glad you got a chance to express yourself. Look, same, same here from my side. Just look, I'm not as active as you on in regards to this, but just in general in life, just been busy. But I actually went on vacation last week, which was a highlight for me. Uh, I haven't been away on a vacation because in a long time, it's always been coming home and stuff like that, really, which is still a vacation, see the family, which is nice. But I'm just talking about getting a reality, getting away from the realities of everything, especially in this time right now um, and the stress that's going on, be it with work and life and the world issues and whatnot. We went to Oman mm. and we went to a different park called Salala. Like the, the main city is called Mascat. And normally yeah. people drive there and that was the plan. But then any, anyway, long issue to get that sorted. So we ended up flying to a place called Salala. And, uh, you know, there's always problems with, with traveling and whatnot, which is the hard part. But, man, it was beautiful, bro. It was so nice. It was just exactly what I wanted. And it was so chilled and relaxed compared to Dubai, which is just nothing but yeah. madness as soon as you get back. Just very peaceful, very calm, less people. Drivers are cool. The drives were nice. We were in the mountains. I'm talking about beautiful natural landscapes there, right? We went at, we did go to off-peak series season. On yeah. peak is when it's raining a bit more, so there's a lot more greenery and like, <sighs> um, natural streams and whatnot. But bro, I'm talking about beautiful mountains and landscape, beautiful oceans and clear water, like bright blue water and stuff. Natural, natural mountain water streams, um, you know, freaking camels all over the place, goats and stuff like that. Just being in the nature, man, it was absolutely beautiful. Uh, you know, one of the highlights was we, and, and the thing is we, we just kind of like went on Google Maps to see like highlights or places to go. And we just kind of drove around. I mean, that was an amazing thing as well. I rented a car, which is the best thing. Yeah. Um, and just saw some beautiful sites, man. We went to some, we found this hidden gem calf. It was one of those things you'll probably find on TikTok, hidden gem calf in, in, in Oman. And, yeah. And, but the view was gorgeous, man. It's just beautiful mountains and then this lovely stream of clear water and then there's camels there and then these palm trees in the back. It, it was like some paradise thing. It was absolutely beautiful, man. Um, same with the next day. We, you know, the last two days we stayed in this glamping hotel, which is like a tent sort of thing in yeah. the mountains. And bro, it was amazing. Like the front of it was just like clear, basically, right? And you wake up to the mountains. It was absolutely gorgeous. And you have a little, just little, like outside of your little tent, you have a little area. I was praying there. Uh, just, just, I guess that was nostalgic. You pray for praying anyway, but just nostalgic. I was praying outside uh, and you're just in these beautiful mountains. And I am a mountain guy. I love that sort of stuff, man. Um, so absolutely gorgeous. Really, really enjoyed it, man. Just wanted to chill. And all we did, all I did was for a moment, Forget about life. I mean, for a moment, I still kept up with 
some news and whatnot, and I couldn't get away from my phone as usual, but I tried my best to kind of keep that to a very minimal, um, mm. but just the beautiful landscape, the beautiful people, people were cool. It was calm, man. Listen, Dubai is mad, nonstop mm. madness. Everything here is madness and long and whatnot. Um, but there it was just quiet and peace, man. So loved it. Um, I really enjoyed it, man. Got back yesterday night no, Monday night basically so we had yesterday to kind of get back into routine by the time we got home it was like 4am get back into sort things out today I'm trying to get back mm -hmm. into routine of work obviously just coming back to thousands of emails and shit that I got to sort out so I had to miss <clears throat> today and I got so much things I got to sort out plumber came but there was a leak oh my god man you won't believe this so before we left I'm in the garden every morning doing my yoga and since like a like, couple days before I'm like What's, what's leaking on me, right? Is it raining? Because like, I kept the sprinkling. I'm like, maybe it's just raining because it rained a couple of days before. Then like, every morning, it's the same thing. Then I'm like, what, what's going on? Is something spitting on me or what? Like, what the hell's going on? I didn't notice, bro. There's a pipe on my roof leaking, bro, and water just busting out, right? I never looked up on my roof. I just looked up, right? But if you look mm. around the corner of my garden, you can see the water just spraying out. Like little streams. So I don't know what my water bill is going to be. It's been crazy this month. Anyway, uh, so yeah, just got a guy to come fix it. Again, the process is the longest thing ever with these people. I don't, I really don't understand why they have the longest processes here. It's like someone comes, <laughs> they evaluate it, but don't do that. <coughs> send someone else like 30 minutes later, an hour later. I'm like, why don't you just send the dude to come fix it? I don't know why you have to evaluate it. Why? Anyway, then this dude. He was supposed to come on the day that we were leaving to the to the thing. And I was like, bro, come before this time because I'm going to the airport. I need to go. My guy comes. And then I tell him, like, we had a little discussion. Then he drives off. Uh, and then he goes, oh, I'm just going to get lunch. I'll be back. I'm like, are you a fucking idiot? And I just told you I got to go. Uh, why you go? Why did you go for lunch? Then he came back. I'm like, piss off, man. Like, I'm going to the airport now. I ain't got time for this shit. Anyway, my guy comes today. He decides to come at fucking 8 a.m. in the morning and whatnot to kind of ruin my 8 a.m. my morning routine. And then I was just like, this guy. Anyway, got that sorted. Um, and then yeah, just other shit trying to sort out. Man, I got to put put my car in for service. Um, and just sort out work, uh, which I'm going to be on all day today. So no training for me. I haven't trained properly, like martial art wise. I haven't trained properly in like three weeks. So hoping next week, just get back into routine. Um, I'll just train at home for the rest of the week and just get back into routine next week. And um, that's it for me, bro, man. That's been my updates, man. Other than that, just been, uh, you know, just keeping up with shit. Just trying to keep my mental health in in track, which is always a struggle. Um, it's always a day. Yeah. Um, it's never easy, man. But uh, always trying and just um, just hustling, man. Now back in Dubai, just could be hustling. I've got nothing else. To <laughs> Christmas season, yeah. it's, it's Thanksgiving this week in the US, so things will be a little bit quieter. From yeah, my evening calls tomorrow and something has been cancelled, which is great, so I could chill. Um, yeah, man, that's it. You know, just a lot of shit mm. going on, a lot of shit going on. Uh, busy wise, but other than that. All good, all good from my side, bro. What can I? What do I have to complain about when shit's going down in the world that's that's been, you know, breaking our hearts and whatnot? Um, I mean, if I you know. want to get straight into it, you know, I mean, I call this segment. I guess do you want to get into it? 
Yeah, yeah, go for it, bro. Jump like in. I said, I'm trying to change, not change things. I'm just trying to kind of like structure the news and the way we give it as much as I can, really. Uh, and we always would start with this one, I guess, because we got into this, right? And I call this segment Real World Issues. And the reason yeah, I'm yeah. adding this segment is because we naturally talk about this. I know this is a geek out podcast and I do. I want to remember that every, every time, say in the beginning, check the description so you don't have to hear this stuff. But this podcast turned into almost like a therapy session between us. We talk generally between us, the boys, about these world world issues and how it's affecting us and whatnot. Mm. And that's selfish for me to say how it's affecting me considering what's happening to other people, but just kind of communicating. And I figured there's a lot to express and we talk about it here. So this is going to be a segment called Real World Issues, right? And of course, there's so much shit that we don't know about. Of course, right? That's just facts. There's so much and we don't dedicate our news and time on this, but this has been a big one, which is obviously about the <coughs> Palestine situation and the situation that the the people of Palestine in Gaza are in right now. It's a horrible situation. I mean, I think that over 15,000 people being killed, about 40, 50% of those are children, which is heartbreaking. There's a, there's a stat that's been going around recently, the average death of someone in Palestine is five years old, five years old, bro, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And everyone I speak to is the same thing you hear from some like, guys, I sleep with a broken heart. Like it's hard, especially people who've got kids and whatnot, it's hard to see what's happening. I mean, whatever, you know, this this is obviously, you know, and I'm not gonna call this a complicated situation anymore because it's not. Because when, mm. you know what, because even I fell for that with the, with the mainstream media push, it's not, right? Go read your history, right? And if you read the mm. history, you would understand that this is basically an occupation. This is basically yeah, colonizers yeah. coming yeah. to colonize a piece of land, and that's what they—that's what colonizers have done in the most in in the longest time, and in the most East recent history, they're colonizers who have come to take over the land. Simple as that. And lots of stuff have been happening up to this point. But the point is, like the 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 way that the they have responded to that attack that happened on September eleventh, oh, sorry, October seventh. And when I say an attack, there's so many different perspectives on it. But we'll leave it as that, right? Again, you got to know the history to what led up to this, and you got to listen to people like, you know, Elon Elon Papa. I'm, I might be messing up <coughs> names and whatnot. Uh, there's no, um, Norman Fa Frankenstein, 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 I think it is. These, and yeah, I'm mentioning yeah, yeah. Jewish people. Uh, you know, David Dave Smith, who's a comedian and podcast. I'm mentioning Jewish people because, like, people <clears throat> think that this is a, a religious war and whatnot. No. And the fact is that it's not, right? It's not Muslims hating on Jews, which is the propaganda that goes around or whatnot. That's not the case. Uh, this is literally a colonization. This is colonizers taking over a piece of land that was not given to them that was given to them by you know the british and whatnot uh, and the indigenous people the palestinians <clears throat> are the ones suffering for other people's you know for their land for they're fighting for their land but instead the mainstream of propaganda will call them terrorists or whatnot you know um but that's but, what we are bro that's what we're going to be that's what we're always going to be i told well, that, that somebody the other day they never they never understood the concept and i said in your eyes You'll never be, and I'm sorry to use this word, because I know Jakob hates it. I'll always be a Paki. I'll always be a towerhead. Uh, I'll always be a terrorist, regardless of what you say. I'll always be, you know, all of those racist slurs. That's what I'm always going to be. They're in the back of your head, whether you don't feel like you, you're, ah, I'm not the one to use words like that, you're going to say it. When you see me walk into a train, you're going to think it. 
it's been programmed in you, dude. And some people don't understand that, that this is systematically taught. Yeah. Uh, you're going to automatically do that. And you will never know. You will never know when you say, oh, I know how it feels. No, you don't. You will never know. And I just I, I had a heated conversation. It shouldn't have gone that way. But I felt like I had to get my point across because people keep using that thing. Oh, in, uh, I know how it feels. I know how you feel. I know. No, you don't. You don't understand. They will never understand that every time I see a kid on Instagram or TikTok screaming for their parents or the parents crying for their kids, it's always a brown kid. Yeah, will always be that. And I'll always see my children in that. Yeah, they'll never. And some people, that. they'll never understand that. They'll because never understand. Was, they don't get was, but Yeah. Yeah. If it was the other way around, mm. if it was white kids, oh my God, the whole world, the whole Western world, especially, but the whole world will be, will, will, will act, be it from a war perspective, be it from whatever perspective. But because they're brown Muslim kids, Christian, you know, forget the religion, because they're brown yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The they're brown, bro. They're brown. And the whole and, and, and the thing is, when I say the world, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I was listening to something today on Lex Friedman's podcast. Oh man, I gotta give this guy a stripe. Sorry. This this one, mm. this one I'm rubbish at. I'm not good at uh, remembering names and stuff. But it was Lex Friedman's <coughs> podcast, and it was a guy called sorry guys, I have to give the proper names. Um, otherwise I'll just fuck it up, man. Um shit. as usual, I can't find it. Anyway, he was talking about like a stat that came out like after October 7th, like there was, you know, a basic stat, the, the numbers were, you know, give or take, right? But 60% after, so like within the first week, there was like a 60% pro-Palestine and 40% pro-Israel sort of like division going on. Now, mm -hmm. after the collective punishment that Israel have done, and, and, and I'm no war general, I'm no, I don't know none of this shit, but as a human being, I feel like I wouldn't have handled it that way. But the way those monsters handled it was just, just blow up everyone and kill all children and everything. Now that scale has changed the whole world. Like I think he said 90% now or 95% is all pro-Palestine and the 5% is Israel. And that's not, and again, the like that, that goes to show, right, as human beings, not politicians, not war generals or whatever it is, as human beings, considering attack happened on, on the Israeli people. And again, uh, it was a horrible thing that happened on October 7th. But again, you've got to understand what led to that, right? What would lead these people to They live in an open air prison. They live in a concentration camp, whatever you want to call it, right? But put that aside, the fact that the whole world sympathizes with you and then within a, a month, the whole world's against you, the whole, like, not just regular people, because these protests have been amazing, but I'm talking about South Africa and a lot of South American countries have cut ties with Israel. Like, the whole world, I'm talking about, like, the Middle East, you know, there's different strategies here. Politicians, Ireland has always been pro-Palestine and, and, and wanted to fight for the freedom of the Palestinian people. The whole world has turned against you and whatnot. And the propaganda that they push out is, is from the Israeli side is ridiculous, right? I was just listening to something, Michael, Michael Rappaport, and I, I, I'm a, I have to say I'm a fan of some of his comedy. I have to say that. But <clears throat> man, the propaganda, that the Zionist propaganda that's out there is ridiculous, bro. Now they're trying to say, if you say 
Um, and even fucking Elon Musk pull it on Twitter and he's blocking people. Mm. This. If you say freedom from the river to the sea, it's 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 anti-Semitic, which, which is total bullshit. But that's the propaganda they're going out with, right? It doesn't mean the eradication of the Israeli people or whatnot. It's talking about having freedom for the Palestinian people, whether it's a one-state or two-state solution. It's talking about freedom. It's got nothing to do with genocide. And they've the propaganda that, the, that they put out there was crazy, um, that, that that means the eradication of Jewish people. But I, I was thinking about something, bro, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Like, this is something that I've been thinking about as well, apart from obviously the obvious situation, right? Of course, there needs to be peace. Of course, we want both countries to live in peace. Innocent people, forget the politicians or whatnot, they're a bunch of criminals anyway. The innocent yeah. people from both countries to side <clears throat> by side by each other. That's the main sort of thing. And inshallah, one day they'll be get freedom. I saw something on the journal today, considering they're mainstream, and you know I'm cussing the mainstream media because they're biased motherfuckers, but we'll get into that in a second. But I saw something... Mm that they're looking to do a negotiation for about 50 hostages and something. So I hope that will reduce some of the the um, the, uh, the the fucking murdering that the Israelis are doing to the Palestinian people. One thing that I've been thinking about a lot, but I think it's also our responsibility as people um, to let people know that this, that the Zionists have hijacked the Jewish religion. Right, the reason yeah. why I mentioned Jewish people before, and the reason why, if you see my Instagram post, a lot of them are, I'm, I'm, po I'm posting is is the Jewish brothers and sisters who are against what's happening and who want the freedom of the Palestinian people and who are against Israel. Now, Israel's propaganda will say they're self-hating Jews, but the reason why I'm posting is because people need to know that the Zionists have hijacked the the, the Jewish religion. That's what I think. Right, that's why mm. these real Jewish rabbis and real Jewish brothers and sisters are protesting against it. And I feel so I feel bad for them because their religion, like what these Jewish brothers and sisters have gone through in, 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 in such history. And now this Zionist people have hijacked their religion and they're using that. Uh, for for their advantage for their advantage like anything you say is anti-semitic if you say you're against israel what they're doing is anti-semitic if you say river to the sea is anti-semitic i i think it's an we also have to help our jewish brothers and sisters to get their religion back because i think that's horrible that their religion has been hijacked by these zionists and they're using it they're not religious they're no they're, they're not they're not, they're not they're i don't not. know the torah i don't even know the quran fully but obviously i'm reading it. but i know for a fact some sort of fact that in the toy doesn't say just blow up innocent kids and civilians for no reason or kill them. Like there's some stuff in each holy book that talks about self-defense and all that sort of stuff. I, I don't know the history, I can't, but I know for a fact, man, it's not about that. And I know like the Torah won't say that. So if you're really religious, if you're really trying to say that you're Jewish and they're doing that, it's lies. So I think it's a responsibility that we should all have as well to like let the people know that the casual people know that that they are not religiously Jews. They're not. The real religion of Judas <coughs> and there needs to be a distinction between those two. You know? And like there said, is, bro. People people do know. Like, I put up that speech by Mo Amar, who's an amazing comedian. He's Palestinian as well. You know, he went to a a, a, a recent uh, march as well. And I had a lot of Jewish brothers and sisters. And he said, you know, it's all about peace, man. It's humanity, isn't it? But people need to know as well, people need to educate themselves. The problem is, bro, we live in a society where people do not want to be educated. They just want to escalate shit. And they're so used to that because our governments are so shit, bros. Now, we go back a century ago 
governments will be scared of their people. And that's where we need to be now. They need to be scared of their people because it's us that finance them. The problem is now, we live in a society now where the people are scared of the government. And it shouldn't be like that. And that's what V, uh, and, I, and that's V for Vendetta, man. When David Moore, uh, uh, Alan Moore wrote that, it's a perfect example of how the world should be and how we should be sticking all together. The problem is because of the systematic racism and the centuries of shit, the history that we learn is only about white people and what white people went through because uh, they won't talk about the slavery and the history of slavery and how much those countries suffered in the process. You know, what's happened in Palestine, what happened back home in our countries. You know, th those are stuff that we had to learn as we grew up, bro. The problem is now, most of the people that have grown up from that era now, from the 1900s all the way up to now, some of them are still alive, have still got that mentality. And listen, I got nothing against, there are, I, we grew up in a multicultural era, so it doesn't bother me, but we've faced racism. Doesn't matter which country we've been, we'll always face that. It's systematically taught. You know, even if I was standing there next to a white dude, and this Chinese dude was a police officer, he'd still come up to me first because he'll know systematically, you know what, that guy could be cool, you know, not knowing that guy could be mentally ill, holding a gun and got crack in his pocket. Yet here's me just going to pick up my kids and one of my lights is not working. So he'll pull me over, give me a ticket, give me a fine. And if I kick up a fuss, then, you know, they'll probably beat the shit out of me in the process as well. So... We live in a weird systematic world. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, mean, I didn't want to say just, that. Yeah, it's just not the Western world. It, it's it's everywhere. You know, yeah. I mean, so happened to me in Hong Kong. I got targeted so much. And I clearly know. I mean, I, I we're, we're for, like when I say we're from the streets, we grew up yeah. streetwise more than anything. Oh. I clearly know who's holding the crack or the cocaine. It's the banker. Yep. You want to, I'm, yeah. I, can, I should tell the police, you want to find drugs? Go to Central where the bankers are. They got the drugs. Don't come yeah. to me. But yeah, no, I mean, it, bro, it's systematic. Look, listen, man, in history, it's been like this, bro. They call terrorist people who try to fight oppression. You're stealing my land. And if I fight back, I'm a terrorist. And because of the influence they have on media and whatnot, they, they, they throw that out there. That's why everyone thinks they're terrorists. You see what I'm saying? Nelson Mandela was a, they put him on the terrorist list up to about 2008 or, or 18 or something. It's insane, isn't it? It's exactly. Insane. It's insane. Just because How many white people that got on that list? And, and listen, guys, I, like I'm not a, I've got nothing against that, but it's true. Like what, how many are you going to see on there that are going to be Caucasian? And I've got, I've got, I'll stop using it in that term because I've been having a lot of clashes. And listen, I grew up in a way where I've, I respect everybody's religion and culture and race doesn't really bother me but i'm just saying recently we've had more interactions where people don't seem to understand and keep telling me they understand and and i hate that you don't know how i feel you don't understand what i see and how i feel so why are you trying to put me in that so, like we're in the same box we're not we're never going to be in that same box i am more likely to get bus up beaten up pulled over by our government than you are. 100%. I mean, I don't know how many people, Caucasians are on that list, but to be honest with you, I guess it's, it's very minimal because, yeah. again, Nelson Mandela was on it. Obviously, Hezbollah and, and them guys are on it. Listen, the IDF should be on it too. 100%. Yeah. If, 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 
if Hamas is on it, IDF should 100% be on it. I was reading something else someone posted about Puerto Rico the other day. This is the same thing. When America decided they wanted to take that piece of land and the and over the Puerto Rican people, and these are, right, the same thing happened, bro. The exact same thing that's happening in Israel and Palestine is happening mm -hmm. now. And the people who decided to fight back and say, no, you can't take my land, they were put on the terrorist list. This is the same shit. Malcolm X was put on a terrorist list. People, the thing is, when 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 you know when people say when you say the people don't understand, they they won't. But if they was to educate themselves, just to be and and really really come up to that conclusion, I'm like, why are they just calling the brown people terrorists? Why is it when a when a Caucasian kid go or white goes into a school and shoots a whole bunch of kids? they don't call that person a terrorist. Why is it that they call them mentally ill? Like if they really educated themselves, then they can really understand. And then they can say, you know what? I, I'm, I'm no, not- but that, that's the media narrative, uh, the narrative. Exactly, and that's why it's important. And it us. works, you know, in their favor. So no, no, what, you know, that can't happen. But yeah, yeah, bro, I could be uh, everyday dad picking up somebody, get the shit kicked out of me because I look like a terrorist. So anyway, yeah, look, there's, there's I think there's a massive responsibility I think for people to know and understand, uh, I think they should ask questions. I think it's it's all about education. It's, uh, I uh, had a conversation yesterday with uh, one of the guys that work on my team and he uses this phrase a lot. And it's actually, you know what? It resonated with me. It's educate, not escalate. We, we live in a society where we escalate everything. You know what I mean? Bad reviews, all of this and that and, you know, <laughs> excuse me sorry guys for coughing and shitting on the the podcast this week but i'm 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 run down but educate yourself guys seriously if you've got questions be more than welcome to ask them man there's i'm not going to take offense for nothing you know what i mean i want to be able to explain ourselves a little bit but the thing is the way the western media works it does not back us up in any way bro any oh, way yeah. And that's why, it's, uh, this is why, because uh, I had this conversation with a friend not too long ago, and the friend, it came up because this friend manages a person who's been posting a lot of pro-Palestine stuff. Now, the company, I'm not going to say companies, and the, the company and the managers are putting this person, like, basically, this person's in trouble now. And, and it's not the first person, there's another person I know in the UK, within my industry, pull it that way. And he actually recently quit his job because they were putting pressure on him, right? That's but but I think it's so. This is why social media and the internet has been so important. Now don't yeah, get yeah, yeah, definitely. this fucking thing is is horrible because I got access. This is how crazy this world is, bro. And you can give this to your ten year old son or daughter or whatever it is or less, right? And do you know what you're giving them access to immediately? Porn and fucking dead children. That, think about that. I how crazy, how crazy is this? I'm telling you, bro, that every day I see dead children on my phone. Dead children on my phone. Can you believe that? Because of what's happening. Now, from one perspective, it, it I don't want to see that I skip through that, but the other perspective is important. Let's ask people to post and share <clears throat> this knowledge because the mainstream media will never do it, right? No, that's of course not. And I think that's why yeah. if you've noticed, like a lot of places have started to rectify what they're saying bro i posted that shit but i sent that shit I, I can you believe cnn actually done that interview with someone in it or and was explaining the terrorism coming out of israel and all those terrorist right-wing government people that had i mean i saw something on new york's new york times who finally posted saying something that 
Gaza is becoming a graveyard for children and over 12,000 people have been killed. They said the word killed, not died, because there's a difference when you say killed and died. They were murdered. Like, I can't believe that they do. But no, I can believe it. I'll tell you why I can believe it. Because the world has spoken. This is why I say it's important that we speak. The world has spoken. Now, these mainstream medias are losing credibility because they're bullshit. We saw it with COVID. We saw it in the past. We're seeing it now. But when the world has spoken and when we share the real information of what's happening through social media and everything, the world can actually see the bullshit and can see that the, the mainstream propaganda is a whole lot of bullshit. So now they left no choice. And the thing is, Israel's put them in this position, right? When you're blowing up children left, right, and center, the, the mainstream media eventually get no choice but to be like, ah, shit, I got to post something. I got to do some real journalism, quotation marks, right? Because that's what they all claim to be, but they're <clears throat> not. But now but they not. have no choice because Israel's put them in that situation, right? But it's still minimal. It's still minimal. I'm waiting for one of these mainstream media publications to put like a hit piece out on the history going back to be 1903 or uh, uh, 1903 or maybe 1947 when 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 the first uh, when the state of Israel or 1948 when the state of Israel was was first uh, legitimized legitimized or whatnot by the UK or whatever and then the first Nakba happened over four mm. million or seven hundred thousand uh, Palestinians were were ethnically cleansed from their homes and then all the again I'm re I'm telling you read the book of of um, Elan Pepe the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians right it will talk about all the terrorist attacks that happened to the Palestinian people from then to kind of ethnically cleanse them from their land. I'm waiting for a mainstream publication to put that out there. and But they're not going to, because this is my point. Everyone thinks that this started from October 7th, but it didn't. It started mm. from way back. It started from 1947, maybe earlier, right? So that's the other thing that people need to do. When you say that, educate, don't escalate, right? I think that's important. Listen, as a human being, I think people just... I like, whoa, wait, what's happened to these children is horrible because you're seeing that as a human being perspective. But if you really want to know what you're standing <laughs> up for and you really think that, why would these random terrorists just attack people, Israel on October 7th? You need to go educate, right? And again, when you say terrorists, I'm talking about they're both sides, both terrorists, but why would people attack them? You need to educate yourself with that book. There's also the guy I mentioned earlier on Lex Friedman's podcast. His name is John Mershema. Hopefully I said his name. Okay. But again, he talks about the similar sort of thing. And, you know, even even Elon Musk, even though he's a fucking, I don't know what's up with that dude, but he, you know, he's banning people on Twitter. But he also said on Lex Friedman's podcast that, you know, for every Hamas member you kill, how many are you creating? Because you're blowing up. Not only are you you control over the their water, their, their food, their fuel and all that sort of stuff. They bombed up all the hospitals, all the mosques. You know, I think there's like, I read something, there's like less than a 500 Christians left in Palestine. I mean, you're ethnically cleansed the Christians in, in Palestine. You burnt bomb the church. That's insane. How many, how many? That, that's that's how insane. Many, exactly. How many Hamas members are you are you creating after killing all of them? Like, if there's a kid there who's lost his whole family and he's grown up in that environment, like, they, they got no but choice. They but they, 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 I feel like there's an agenda to, agenda to create that hate. Of course. Of course. Yeah, there's an agenda to create that hate because it continues further issues. Some of this stuff can be resolved, bro. Honestly, it can be resolved. And like, I suppose as I get older, I I kind of wonder because, you know, I'm in a job and, and some of the things I do is try to make life a bit more easy and simple and peaceful. 
And sometimes you just have to say yes so that the job can go well. You know, a situation, I blew up at somebody at work on Friday. I'll probably get a discipline for it. Yeah. But I said to the guy, I've got this event for the next two days on Monday. It's Friday today. I've been asking the whole week. Why isn't the work being done? I've asked, you knew this was happening three months ago when I booked it. You're telling me you haven't done it yet. Like I need to collate all of this presentations, info, prints and stuff. Like events are not easy to run. I said, if you couldn't have done it, why didn't you just tell me? And even now you still have time to say, Kibbs, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it because I can change the agenda. There's nothing wrong with that. I just kick him out. I don't understand how you've been hissy fitting and bro, he went into some long uh, excuse monologue. And I was like, bro, I'm sorry. I'm going to be transparent with you. I don't give a shit. Like I just wanted the work done. If you couldn't have done it, I would have found another solution. I always keep moving on, but I try and keep the peace. But I'd rather give him my honesty than lie to him. I said, look, how can we work together to get this done today so that we can do this on Monday, Tuesday? He got emotional and I said, that's fine. If you want to deal with it, go to HR, tell him what to have to do. Apologies for my outburst. It's only because I want to find a solution to try and resolve this. In the end, we did, bro. We we spoke on the phone. We talk, talked about things. And I said, listen, I don't, I've grown up in a way where I lied most of the time. I talk shit most of the time. I wasted a lot of people's time. I've wasted my own time. So now I've come to a point now where I just want to see results, do the work, and then I can go home and switch off. I do not want to be working over the weekend, bro. You know what I mean? Why am I covering your work for? You get paid to do this job. Anyway, got resolved. And I think that's what I mean. Like resolutions can be said. Some blunt shit has to happen at first. Some truth has to come out of it. And look, man, I'm not 100% perfect. And I think countries can do that. People can do that. We're not perfect. But how can we work together on this? But we do not live in that world, bro. We live in a world full of fucking greed, power, uh, fucking ego. And people say free will. We don't have free will, bro. We're, we're fully controlled by all of it. Fully controlled. Fully oh. controlled. And I think people, when people start understanding that, that's when they open up and and it's amazing what social media can do now because and the marches have been amazing bro across the whole world people are speaking up about it it's a shame the government didn't vote for this fucking ceasefire i don't know how the fuck they sleep at night but all those deaths are on their head and I, as bad as that sounds oh, they they sleep comfortably because they're cunts excuse me that's a shame bro that we have evil people like that in this reality like bro i you know if i eat a penny sweet bro like Maybe as a child, I didn't really care. But, you know, when you go into the shop and you eat one, you're like, fuck, I feel scared for that shit, bro, because I'm a brown man eating a penny sweet. A security guard could beat the shit out of me at any time. Like, I don't know, man. It's a weird thing at the moment now, man. And But the thing is, people are sticking together. There are thousands of people marching out there. They, the numbers that they millions. show are even lower. Millions yeah. of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The numbers that they show in Western media, bullshit. Uh... They want to minimize it. Bro. It's crazy that they still minimize it because they they, even it. knowing that people are standing together in one place, not causing issue. You heard what happened in the UK last week, excuse me, two weeks ago with the far right and all that shit. They went there to go fuck it up because the Muslims are running around crazy. You know, 
it didn't happen. They were the ones that caused the issues. Nobody's. They've had a few arrests here and there, and there's few. There's there's gonna be hate, bro. You've built a world full of hate. You've you've built a world which is gonna cause people people with free will to say shit whatever they want, and we have that as well. We have that freedom to talk like that on the podcast. Uh, but we could get censored. Yeah. You talk about free speech. We, we have, America, bro. We America have. I, known for sp- free speech, but if you say free Palestine. You're getting cut off. You're getting fired. Well, my my socials, my socials have got it, bro. You know, my engagements have dropped. Uh, as soon as I started putting posting some stuff up, as soon as I put up the fundraiser on both of our pages, our views dropped. Uh, some of them are not even supported no more. Where Facebook used to uh, pay for the, you know, there's a transaction fee because it was a charity. They've stopped on all the Muslim ones, bro. Mm. And that's how, you know, there it makes no you think like, yeah. Like there is none. Like so now, where you were covering it because you think you're helping people, you weren't. You guys are a bit bunch of bastards as well, and all platforms will do that. What to say? As I, I said, and it. I think this it goes back to what I was saying at the beginning. Don't give a shit about that. Speak what you want to speak, but do it in the kindest way possible. Because exactly, exactly, be kind. If we could be in, yeah, be kind, man. If, like we, we need to be better than we need to be better. We we sh- we are better we than are. the people that run these countries. No, no, we are much better. We are much better. The problem is, is that a lot of us put our faith into that, and that's old cultures and the rest of it. Like I'd love to speak to an MP now because I feel like I'm more educated and knowledgeable now, and asking questions about. Who are you actually working for? Because you're not working for us. You ain't done nothing to make my life easier in this country. I'd rather go back home in Bangladesh and sit up. You know what I mean? Well, they'll probably tell you to go home, innit? I mean, that's what that's what the racist... That's right? true. That's the true. racist that's true. will say, well, if you don't like it here, go home. I mean, look, the point is, bro, like... <coughs> the saying is true, like the freedom of shit. I mean, the social media, all of that is all controlled, right? Loads of people. Yeah, like, yeah. If you were promoting violence, like if there was someone that said death to Israel, then I'd be like, yeah, you got to ban that motherfucker. Like, because we don't have yeah, yeah. that. But if you notice, most of it is not, is, is actual news, right? Real news coverage from Gaza. <clears throat> that's being blocked and the mainstream will not promote that. So yeah, it's yeah. up to the people. And the others is about peace. Think about it, bro. Like, what is we all asking for? A ceasefire. No one's asking to attack Israel. No one should be asking to attack Israel. We're all asking for a ceasefire. We're asking to stop killing people. That's it. Not to kill other people. We want war. Nobody wants that. That's a horrible thing. The only people that want that is the people in charge, these warmongering motherfuckers, the people who make money off it, and then the agendas of stealing the land. Those people want it. And then those far-right people from both sides, right? You'll get some people who are pro-Palestine, who want murder? They fucking ban them. You want you got people from the far right pro-Israel side, and they want to murder all of Palestine. Fucking kill, like, stop them people. None of us are asking for murder. We're all asking for a stop of murder of of killing of innocent people. We want we want peace, right? Uh, but the, again, the censorship. If you say that, it's a problem, and that's what I'm trying to say. I'm very careful what I have to say because I might get in trouble at work, and I got mm. a living as well to do. Uh, but it's a, it's a lot. I mean, that, that's what the heartbreaking thing is, man. If if these fuckers, and they won't, I mean, they could make peace, but these fuckers won't because th- the problem with these politicians and these fuckers that are in charge is they make decisions which cost the life of innocent <clears throat> people, not just innocent Palestinians or innocent Israelis, right? Even the soldiers, you brainwash the soldiers to go kill people or go get killed. It fucking traumatically fucks them up. Like you're brainwashing those poor people too. Like though, like I say, man, I, I honestly pray for the IDF soldiers, the young soldiers who've been brainwashed because they don't know, they've just been brainwashed. And someone well, basically their lives it. get ruined in that process. And it could when PTSD. So <clears throat> yeah. 
I pray PTSD, for PTSD, man. It's going to him. That might be that might be controversial <laughs> to some people who are pro-Palestine, but I pray for the idea of soldiers who've been brainwashed because I don't think they know what they're doing. They've just been brainwashed with the bullshit that the, the government has, has put in their heads. And same with the mm. US soldiers and all that sort of stuff. The governments, man, they're the ones who are fucked up and evil. Uh, so they can never be peace because of those people in charge. But the, look at the millions and millions of people in the world asking for peace. But the people in charge will never ask that. And they might say we don't know nothing and you know what we don't but one thing we do know we don't have, we don't go fucking killing people murdering children and think it's cool butchering children from all sides and think it's cool immediately if we as as human beings we we react to that with, with emotion and think like this is wrong right that's why i'm saying like the general person who was probably pro israel at the beginning and i i would I, i'm not gonna say i was pro israel i'll say I, I my heart went out for those innocent people who died and whatnot and then immediately you just blow the shit out of all the palestinians your heart changes you're like well look what well, you fucking you're killing all of them my heart changes for them too my heart change my heart is always with the innocent people right mm. never gonna be with the criminals whoever's doing the wrong the soldiers or the whatever the terrorists you want to call them from all sides i don't care about them but the innocent people no matter where they are our hearts gonna be there the world has shown that right but these governments will never the people in charge these fuckers who don't vote for a ceasefire who don't even show some aggression towards israel to say stop like fucking all of these politicians right uh, the oh, they're bullshit, bro. They're bullshit. They're bullshit. I'd love to. I'd love. I'd, they're bullshit. I'd love to meet them face to face. They're criminals. They're criminals. They are not human beings. They're criminals. They don't. They sleep. At, they sleep comfortably at night because they don't care. Andrew Tate said it actually. Even though I, that guy's very mm. controversial and whatnot, he had an interview with Pierce Morgan. And listen, Pierce Morgan. I give him credit. I know he's still he's still fucking propaganda, Western media. He Rupert Murdoch owns the news channel he works for. Same with the company that I work for. So he has to be controlled of what he says. But he's giving people the platform just because they're getting views. That's another thing that people are doing. They're fucking capitalizing. It's views, it's views, bro. They capitalize on it, of course, bro. That's the way. But Andrew Tate told him himself today. Um, I saw the interview, and 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 Andrew Tate told him like they committed a genocide, and Pierce said like, no, they're not. To my Israel committed genocide, and Pierce was like, "No, they're not." Well, Andrew Tate goes, "Well, okay, that means your bosses have told you that you're not allowed to say that they're causing the uh, causing the genocide. Your bosses have told you, or it, it's hiding the fact from you that they are not creating a gen or doing a genocide." You know what I'm trying to say? He's basically telling mm. you you're being controlled. You're being controlled to be told that you're not allowed to say they're doing a genocide, even though the whole world is saying that do they're doing a genocide on the people and then ethnically cleansing it. It's an occupied state. You're not allowed to say that. But look, give Pierce some credit. He has condemned some of the actions of that they've been doing, <clears throat> the occup like occupation, them controlling the resources coming in. All that sort. I've got to give credit for that. But the fact is... I, I, I still think he's a cunt anyway, bro. Oh, that's just me anyway, because the, nar the narrative that he runs with, you know, always bringing up Hamas and all of that, like, people are fucking dying, bro. You need to shut the fuck up and see what's going on right now. But it's a business, and and that's a, that's the world we live in, bro. It's a business. They're making money, bro, and it's views, you know, all that controversial shit. When he had Jeremy Corbyn on the other day, he had hijabi on with this other rabbi, bro. They were like children fighting. It was stressful. It gave me anxiety watching it. I was like, he's just doing this for the views. He's gonna get all these people that are gonna clash, not gonna have the right conversation skills. And at the end of the day, he's getting paid, bro. He's got no worries, bro. He don't have to be in that country. He don't see kids like his kids dying. 
They never you don't would. see that. The best, he I never think, will. I think one of the best ones he did was the long form conversation he had with Bassam. Bassam, yeah, Bassam, yeah, that was really good. That was, good. but that guy knows how to articulate himself. He knows how to put people in his shoes, in their shoes, and people won't do that though because they're worried about how the fuck they're gonna pay their mortgage next week, bro. We live in everyday society here in the Western world. Trying to worry about that as well, it's hard, bro. But people it... with heart will always worry. Yeah. People I mean... who feels that will always feel that, bro. People who are a bit more worldly will feel that. When my man's trying to tell me about what kicks somewhere, and I'm like, they're just kicks, bro. I don't give a shit right now, man. There's so much more going on in the world. It sounds sad to be like that, but I don't want to be like that. It's because I'm feeling for them right now. They are people, and and people have lost the human humanity, bro. It's insane how I mean, bad. We should also mention, you know, what's happening in Sudan and Congo, which I'm not familiar with mm. too much. But there's also genocides and, and stuff going on there. The thing is, there's yeah. so much shit going in the world. And look, the <clears> average person, I have to be honest, the average person really doesn't have the time to watch news, right, and educate them. So that's difficult. But before mm. you pick a side or whatever it is, then you should educate yourself. Otherwise keep your mouth shut but then the negative to that is if you keep your mouth shut you're letting innocent people die but generally people don't have that time because they're trying to work full-time look after their kids all that sort of stuff right so it's a difficult one right but if the mainstream media the problem is if the mainstream media was actually real news and real journalism then the the regular person could Excuse just me. watch the news and be like oh that's the real stuff that's what the problem is. That's what the problem is. A regular person doesn't have the time and they don't know. Um, but yeah, people are capitalizing on that. You know, I think it's important that we we keep pushing the news of what's happening to the people of Palestine uh, because it needs to be told. And I think a lot of people are turning around. A lot of people are turning around. A, a lot, man, really is. Um, you're still going to get fuckers who who want this to happen, who want the land to be stolen and, and, and Palestinian children to die. But a lot of people are finally getting educated to what's happening. Um, and, and as human beings, they just want it to stop, as we all do. We just want the killing to stop. And inshallah, they could find a solution, be it a two-state solution or something. I say you get rid of both of those political parties, Israel's prime minister and that right-wing party, and you get rid of Hamas, you get some brand new people in, voted by the people, and, and and maybe have a fucking I don't know you want to say you're a, 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 um, an international fucking lawyer or whatever it is, but the international shit don't mean shit because they've been condemning all this bombing, but Israel don't stop anyway, so they ain't doing nothing. But maybe you have someone international governing board there to say we're gonna resolve this, we're gonna finally sort out the two state solution. Gaza uh, Palestinian people will finally have their <laughs> and and all that stuff. But you know, again, I'm not a politician. I'm I don't know nothing about this shit. But as a human being, I just feel like what can we not just resolve this with fucking leaders around the world just gathering together, get rid of the two fucking criminals in both sides now, government body, and get new people in, people who are sensible and not murderous motherfuckers, and, and say, look, we're willing to work together to, to resolve peace. But there's hidden agendas, bro, and that's why that shit would never happen. I but listen, bro, like, this is what I keep saying. Like the, 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 the way the world works is that we need to have major events to happen so that something else can take in its place. Okay, I've always believed in that. Yes, I used to smoke weed back in the days. I don't smoke weed no more. I always knew that because we don't have the Michael Jacksons and all that shit anymore, that we need somebody to do something horrendous so that we can cover up something else that's going on in the world. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Eddie Griffin say- said it the best, you know. You know, he, he did that comedy sketch, and I'm sorry, guys, if I offend anybody with this, and if I, I probably messed a joke up because Eddie Griffin said it the the the, the best. Uh, he'd be like, "Oh shit, the government needs to do something fucked up. Let's call Michael Jackson up, Mikey. Sorry, Mikey, you're gonna have to touch another kid's little willy." And, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> you know, like he he did it in that way, and but it's the truth. Like we don't have that, but there are certain people that will take that cover. You know, something will happen. And it's a shame this had to happen for a larger scale something to happen. Well, and if I live in a history. world... Sorry? We've seen it in history. Look, 9-11 happened, which was horrible and whatnot. But then they blew up Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah. They weren't even looking for fucking Bin Laden. They found him after, but they wanted to go after um, fucking Saddam Hussein, saying they got weapons of mass destruction, which is clearly now known as facts that there was no weapons of mass destruction. Uh, and then same with, with this one. The conspiracy around this one is October 7th happened. They let it happen because they it was an excuse to go out there and blow the shit out of Gaza. I don't know. That's a conspiracy theory right now. But they have... Israel has one of the best military and surveillance in the world. And that happened, I don't know. Again, that, that is a conspiracy theory that maybe in a couple of years we'll find out is true or false. Also, what's coming out now is, again, and I'm not posting anything about this, but a lot, again, it's all propaganda, but a lot of the, um, the, the people that were killed on October 7th were apparently by the Israeli military soldiers. They were just blowing up people with the helicopters. I, again, this is what I'm seeing on Instagram. Before I post anything or say that it's confirmed, I wait to see if it... Mainstream media should be all over this, but those cunts are not. Um, but what do you call it? Excuse the language, we've been swearing loads, but, you know, just wait and see. All, all I would advocate for, and everything that you see on minds, that I would never advocate for violence. It's always about peace and then news of what's happening because people need to see what is happening. And again, I, I, I still think that our Jewish brothers and sisters, we need to protect them as well and their religion being hijacked and um i think that's important too man so so much listen i feel like we're gonna be talking about this for a long time but there's just a lot to get off our chest and a lot to express <clears throat> i think we have our thoughts too and for people who are following and might listen to this you might maybe this might inspire you to be like well let me go research on this and to see what these guys are saying if it's true or false or why they're so emotional about it do a bit of research just go look at the history of what it is like Go educate, guys. It's so important. Go educate. Uh, don't escalate. Uh, don't jump to conclusions. Go, go. Honestly, make make five minutes of your day and read up on it. You know what I mean? It's so important. Listen. Uh, on that, just to say, all of the views that me and Gilman touch base on is our views only. Yeah, we don't force our views upon anybody. Yeah, you probably heard a couple of uncomfortable things in that situation. I talked about race. I talked about religion. I talked about Michael Jackson. I don't want to offend anybody in that process, but I do want to play that clip one day and I'll put it up on my Instagram story because I think it's a it's a real thing. And and comedians do the best thing, bro. They put reality and it's a bit you know surreal reality into their com- like comedy, but it's the world's truth and it is the truth. You know, Dave. Dave Chappelle does it the best, you know what I mean? But, yeah, look, we don't want to offend anybody. We've never done that. And, you know, I've, I've recently seen the drop because we've been talking about it more often. I know that the algorithm listens out for it. And we don't give a shit. We'll, we'll always say what we want to say. Uh, and, you know, if, if you to the people that run all of these platforms, 
and we'll continue posting content on it, you know, until we see some results. Uh, I'm not, uh, as I said, guys, I just post and ghost now. I think Joe Rogan put it the best and Gilman told me to do that. Recently, I have been doing that and it's changed my life in that process. So then, you know, when people say, oh, you only got like five views on that. It doesn't bother me, bro. I still get the opportunities I get because I love what I do. You've got to take that validation thing out of you. And you don't have to validate yourself on whose side you want. We just want a bit of humanity in this situation. Uh, and we're not getting that right now. And our governments are not going to do that. But if we as people can be better with each other, we could change so much, man. You know, we read it in comic books. We see it in films. Yet we don't adapt that into reality. You know, fucking hell, man. These fuckers have to sleep on night. In night. But as, as Gilman said, they don't give a shit. Anyway, let's leave it there, bro. Yeah, uh, and continue, bro. Emotional one. All right, look, man. We'll leave it there. <clears throat> Guys, uh, all right. Next segment. <clears throat> next segment is called Things We Watched. Uh, let's start off with Captain Marvel. You saw it. You got the. You went to the premiere. I went to the the day after. Um, it has flopped massively uh, in regards to revenue, right? Budget and whatnot. Not saying the movie <clears> shit. Uh, uh, it flopped revenue wise. The worst comic book movie revenue I think of all time. Like beating Morbius and whatnot, and the Flash and all that sort of stuff. I think a lot of it has to do with the boycott, right? Because of the current situation, Disney funding money to Israel, that sort of stuff. So the boycott works in from one sense. I think that's one aspect of it. Um, the other aspect was, I think people be over fatigue. Some people don't want to see women as leads, which I think is a bit off. Um, what's his The name? fact it's going to come on Disney Plus in like three months, bro. That's another killer as well. So I think they need to restrict movies and have it a longer breathing time. Yeah, that and I think that's what they're too. going people for, yeah? Wait. Yeah, people just wait for the streaming thing. Because yeah. I don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the movie, bro. It was a good, fun action movie. I think the fish out of water with Miss Marvel, she represents the fans, which are us, working with these superheroes is Captain insane. Marvel. I love that. Miss yeah, Marvel, uh, Marvel. She, you know, she stole the show from me. But yeah. there are some interesting concepts they had on there. The bad, the villain, I don't even know her name, she lose, it's, you know... They could have got somebody else better, even if they got Kang involved in it. I was going to you know, say it that. continues the story. Give me Kang, man. Just give me Kang all day. I'm I'm happy with that. Anyway, that didn't happen. The part that sold the whole movie for me was that ending, bro. And spoilers, yes. guys. We in the yeah, X Men universe, bro. Amazing. That was the best. You that was. The whole movie, I was like, oh, cool, 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 funny, blah, blah. But that part, goosebumps, I was like, oh, my God. That was the best thing. And the thing is, the way they done it, I know CGI is everything, but I they, I feel like they got it so, like, he was all CGI, right? He looked so good. He, he looked, looked like the cartoon beast. He looked, beast, he looked like, like the yeah, cartoon man. beast with was, his professor jacket. I love like, it. Sick. This is, they get Kelsey Grammer back as well to do the voice. Listen, ugh, that was amazing. There are elements of the film which I feel like was kind of groundbreaking as a Muslim because uh, there are some things that happened in there and I was like, man, I'm actually listening to hearing these words being said in a Marvel movie. And me and Jeremy were talking about it the other day, which is a connection to the, 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 the audience even more. You know, when you're using words like subhanAllah and, you know, that scene where uh, Miss Marvel's, uh, Kamala Khan's dad is praying and he's like, what's going on? He was like, pray, man, pray, pray. Samuel Jackson was like, pray. Yeah. You know, they're using words that are connecting with us now, which is which is really good, bro. Like, that's 
that's stuff I want to see, man. Like, yes, it's a bit of my reality into that fantasy world, but it's 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 nice to hear, nice to see. You know what I mean? Listen, bro, I ain't got no beef. I think the problem is now is that the audience are fatigued. The audience, I don't know what they want anymore. To be honest, you know, and well, I, and. Bo, I, I think it's not just what they want. I think some of the content is cringy and bad. Uh, yeah. Look, with the with the diverse <clears throat> stuff, it's cool. I I personally found his, her parents going up there was had no value to the movie. So they bring those elements to it, but I thought they'd bring no value to it. There was a comedic element that they bring, but I was like, there's no need to take the parents up to space, in my opinion. Um, I, and I think some of the some of the you know dialogue in the movie can be cringy. It's like you pushing it too far. Like when mm. um, Miss uh, Monica Rambeau didn't know how to fly, and Samuel Jackson must have said to her, "Use black girl magic." It's kind of like, like guys, you're forcing that. Like just, just it, there's unnecessary dialogue that they put in there that you that that you just think like this is this is not a great way to push female diverse characters don't say that sort of stuff let make them be let them be powerful in the story mm, in like, the, yeah yeah exactly powerful with these silly dialogues man let her get some inspiration from her mother or to save someone to do to go out and fly like i mean don't say that that's not inspirational that's just cringy i did find the, the singing planet cringy but anyway but I, I listen, listen, bro. Mm. Like my reviews are, and I, I gave my honest thoughts. I don't think it was shit. I don't think it was great. Um, but I think who's like Stephen King? Did you see him? He was defending it. He was like, you know what? I don't know why people are glorifying on the failure of movies, Marvel movies, or comic book movies, or people's movies in general. Uh, I, I don't know why you glorify that. And I agree with that. Why would you glorify if something failed, right? Um, same way- But with, we've come uh, to that point now. This is what I was talking about, society in general. We're talking about, we look at reviews. We, 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 and, and I think cinema is losing because of people's opinions. Because people listen to them. And I'm like, why are you listening to me for, bro? I'm just sharing my thoughts. This is what I thought. But go support cinema, man, because then we're going to come to a point, bro, there ain't going to be no cinemas. Where are you going to go to get lost? You know what I mean? I'll be in my 80s and be like, oh, man, I remember them days we used to go cinema all together, have a game, have a laugh, you know, Jakob's laugh or something like that, Dwayne's laugh. Like, no, man, there ain't going to be none of that, bro. You're going to be virtually watching something. And, and it's it's a sad time, I think, in that industry. They're going through struggles already, bro. You know what I mean? And I, and I think people are quick to jump on the negative bandwagon, bro, and just rinse the shit out of it. And they don't want to put the hard work in, bro. We've come to a society now, you know, nobody wants to put the work in. And when they ask me, how do you get these great opportunities? I work, man. I don't understand why you don't get that concept. This shit don't come like that. You have to put the work in. You stop the validation part and you do stuff that you love. You'll end up doing it. Look, we pushed out three episodes last week, bro. I put four hours of my time into that. I got to connect with connect with some amazing people. My thing is I'm connecting with people. We're having great conversations. And somebody else will see that and say, look, this guy fucking loves cinema. This guy fucking loves talking to people. Let's get him up on there. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. That's what it is. And I mean, people don't want to do that. Yeah. People don't want to do that. Somebody keeps asking. Somebody asked me about Marvel. Oh, how did you get that? I've been campaigning for it for months, 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 months. I've been tagging, 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 tagging. But I'm like, but what is it that you love about it? 
do you did you read the comic books is there a specific story that you absolutely adore yeah. is there a character that you adore you can't just tag people up thinking they get tagged a, a million times a day bros a million times a day fuck that man if i was their social media guy man I'd be like fuck this shit man they probably Fuck this got a whole group of people here. Yeah. I mean, that's what the problem is. Like, have you watched all of the content? Have you even the, the movie stuff? Have you watched it all? Even if they're shit, do you sit there and watch? Because we watch them, even though we might not enjoy some, we'll sit there yeah. and watch it because we want to enjoy it, we want to love it and whatnot. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, look, listen, to be fair, sometimes they will just get some people with high followings in there just to get that marketing out there, but that's marketing. But yeah, the true fans are people who are truly fans and are going to enjoy it are people just going to watch it regardless if they're not interested i mean one of the other things stephen king said is like some of it is because of the fans don't want to see free girls in in a movie they're like oh girls i don't want to see that he's taking a piss out of the old comic book fans who was you know that stereotypical kid that lives in his mother's basement type of thing but that could be a problem too i think look i don't think this movie was shit i don't think it was shit the reason why again same with the flash I don't think it was shit. The reason why people are hating it is because, you know, okay, in this covered time, they could be boycotting and whatnot. But put that aside, I think people, there is a fatigue, I think, in, in the content. No, there is, bro. There I is. I'm think, feeling that. Yeah, I don't think the stories are told in a great way to empower the characters, be it they're female, they're diverse. I just don't think you're empowering them enough. Um, <laughs> story with heartfelt story with relatability don't just put a brown girl Muslim in there and say oh I should relate to her no like give me as a human being make me relate to her not just because she's a brown Muslim girl yes I see that and I'm like that's cool and she actually I think a lot of people loved her in the movie but I didn't love her in the movie because her dad said subhanallah and she said bismillah. No, I liked her because she was funny. She geeked out. She saw Captain mm. Marvel. I'll do this. It was when Ant-Man saw Cap and he was like, oh my God, Captain America. It was all of that. That's why I loved her in the movie. Not because she was a brown Pakistani that, that said bismillah. No, that, that, that don't mean shit to me. I mean, it does, but it th that wasn't what made me attracted to the character and liked the movie and liked the character. It was her. And the same thing I wanted, to, you know, I liked with Ran Monica Rambeau, like we finally saw a little bit of why she was upset with Captain Marvel. And we saw what Captain Marvel has been going on because she felt responsible for all of this stuff that's been going on and, and, and whatnot. The, the villain you mentioned, I think that was shit. I don't even know her name and I don't want to know her name. Like they slacked on the villain. I was like, well, you just replaced Ronin with, with, with a, again, a diverse female character. It's like, what the fuck did you, what was the solution? They will give me some something with that character. I don't give a shit about the character at all. Um, so again, I think the storytelling is, is not as great as it was before is in regards to character building like make the character relatable not just make it diverse and whatever to think you're going to make it relate but that doesn't work give me history on the character give me feelings of the character give me emotions of the character don't just put a diverse character and thinking and thinking yep we're, we're going to get all the audience no that don't work i was talking about this with a friend the other day i was like Bro, back in the days when they made all these superhero movies like Spider-Man and the X-Men and all that sort of stuff, when Blade came out, I wasn't like, oh my God, a black superhero. I was like, oh, that's Blade. I can't wait for this. That's Wesley Snipers' Blade. Like, it was not like a black superhero coming onto the screens. It was Blade. And because I was so, at the time, uh, you know, I was, I, I knew who Blade was. I was excited for Blade to come out as a movie. I went and watched it. There was no hoo-ha about a black superhero movie. It was Blade, the character. And that's what I'm saying, man. Give us 
the characters. Give us the stories of the characters. Don't make a fuss out of the, it being diverse and all that sort of shit. You know, the new, you know, Marvel's announced that the new uh, Young Avengers is already three young female characters. Cool. But give us stories. I don't really care about those characters, man. You, gotta, I'm going to watch it because I love all the shit. But give story behind them before you start building the Young Avengers. I mean, like, more story. I need some emotional content behind it. You know what I'm trying to say? Before you just be like, hey, guys, new Avengers, the young, free females so far, diverse. I'm like, that doesn't work, guys. Give me story. Make me, make me love these characters before you just throw them out there and just say they're female characters. We should love them. I love her anyway. I'm going to watch it anyway, but give me some character building behind that. Otherwise, you're losing. Uh, and that's why I think there's been a big shift in the Marvel Universe, as you've seen. Like, loads of things been happening. There's all these rumors that they're looking to move into Doctor Doom, uh, get away from Kang. I think that's got to, go, to do with Jonathan Majors anyway. Um, but they're looking <clears> to do loads of shifts next year. One of the news that will come up to late, I think there's only one movie, which is Deadpool, because they're looking to sh shift back on stuff. Anyway, mm. that was Captain Marvel. It did link onto the, the X-Men universe, which is the most exciting thing ever, so I can't wait for that. Um, but let's move on. Let's move on. The other thing that we need to talk about is Loki season, uh, at the end of Loki, um, the end of season two, that last episode. I know you spoke about it in depth. What did you? I, I, my, my questions are, boy. It was very emotional to see that was the end of Loki. Uh, I actually didn't know that would possibly be the end of Loki, so it made it feel even more emotional. It did make him super powerful. Um, you know, they're calling him what the storyteller or something like that. There's the, the, the yep. You know, my question is, does, does, does the, your, you, does the multiversal war still happen? Is this a part of Kang's? Is this a part of? Because he's supposed to be the new who, who he remains. But is this something that Kang has set up? Does Kang know that this was going to happen? I mean, and if if Loki has, as you said, I heard on one of your podcasts that he has become worthy. Does he? How does he allow the the multiversal war to happen still? If he's in charge of all of that sort of stuff, so is he still worthy? Is this Kang the Conqueror? Uh, it's an amazing thing that he is worthy, and it's very emotional. He became very lonely. The one thing that he didn't want, he became lonely forever. Um, and he's become super worthy to, to kind of control that, to, to not eradicate the timeline. But my question is, is does Kang know that this is supposed to happen for the multiverse war to happen? And does that mean Loki's still out? I mean, I don't think that's the end of Loki because if he's the storyteller and he's a part of it, then I'm sure he'll link up because there's rumours that um, we'll get into it again. It's... Um, you know, there's a possible going to be a, a reunion between Thor and Loki. And my only criticism of that, of that last episode was, if this was going to be the end of Loki and he was going back in time to figure out what to do and, and really come to this realization of what he has to do, I wish he had a moment with his mother and Thor and Odin, because I think there was a lot there too. And if he had that but moment... But I think he saw that in, in, in the family he had there, the TVA, bro. I, I, but there was that family there, but I'm like, there's a whole history of family. And I, I feel no, like, no, of course, of course. If he had that moment with his brother and his, and just to kind of sh not show them, but just to kind of like have that moment with them, I thought that was missing, in my opinion. Mm. So that was my thoughts, my quick thoughts on that. Sorry, bro. I'm trying to get back to this uh, email. Uh, no, that's cool, man. I, I listen, you know what? I think it was a bittersweet ending. Uh, a great season, bro. This has elements of time travel, comedy, Groundhog Day, Back to the Future. You know, Ki Ki Hu Kwan like really stole the show for me. 
his charismatic character uh, playing OB, Jonathan Majors as Kang was, uh, uh, Victor Timely was amazing. Uh, Morbius, uh, Owen Wilson was really good, and Sylvie as well. I think each character played an element that I connected to on 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 a good level, bro, which really made me enjoy the show. So I've got no issues with that. And if it's the ending for Loki, it's a bit of sweet ending, bro. It's it's one that he deserves. You know, he became the good guy in the end, which is amazing. And I, yeah, he's worthy, bro. Definitely. Yeah, no, I think, listen, for, from a Marvel content perspective, that was one of the best things they've released in, in a while. Um, I, I personally thought it was, it was, it was one of those things that um, kind of, for me, like moved the needle, you know, after Endgames, there was so much expectations and Loki was one of the first sort of shows to come out uh, and introduce the multiverse. And I feel like this, this done a great, again, this kept up. I think that the, the standards of this show kept up. Um yeah, I don't know. I still have questions. I still have questions. I, I, I feel like why, if he's in charge, why is this multiversal war going to happen? So I don't think he's in charge. I still think Kang the Conqueror. And I think that will show how powerful he is. I still don't have any threat towards Kang the Conqueror, to be honest with you. I still don't think he'll see him as a big threat, especially after this, what this is happening. But maybe if Kang shows, I don't know. Let's see where they take the MCU, man. Like now the TV is looking for all the Kang... Um, what do you call it, variants and stuff. Maybe that could be a new story that they're taking through. But I feel like there's something more there. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, I was watching Twisted Metal, bro. That came out like a while back. I was watching it on the plane. It's actually not bad with Anthony Mackie. I don't know the video yeah. game, but it's this Mad Max type of real world where there was, you know, nuclear disaster and all that sort of shit. Um, these cities built a war, just like Judge Dredd, for example. Within the world, the wall, there's a civilized situation. Outside of it, it's all Mad Max madness or whatnot. Mm. Anthony Mackie's character is like a, a milkman sort of thing. He's like mm. a delivery guy. And when he said delivery, he's delivering stuff like crayons and oranges and you know, stuff like that, petrol and whatever. Um, and he his payment, obviously, money don't mean shit no more. Your payment is petrol or whatever it is. But he's actually very the movie, the show is actually pretty cool. It's it's very fun. Mackie's character's quite funny with a funny charisma and whatnot. All the characters that they got in there have some sort of uh, charisma. Uh, so it's not just dark and serious. It's got jokes and stuff in it too, and and, and a visual. I don't pull it out, like a video game visual to it as well, which is pretty cool. When I, when I say that, I mean, meaning like the characters have some character to them. Like they look like, like there's something out of a video game. Um, so anyway, one to check out if you have time. Um, the other thing was Monarch Legacy of Monsters. I watched the first two episodes. Oh, how is that? It's not bad. I think, so obviously it fits in with the whole um, Godzilla and King Kong universe. I think it happens around, sets around 2015, I think it is. So after the first Kong movie and after the first Godzilla movie, and I think before the Kong versus Godzilla movie, I think it's before there, but it's pretty good so far. They're going back, oh, they're going back in, in time and forth, back and forth and whatnot in regards to... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so back in the 60s or 50s or what it is, in regards to like the disc. I guess the discovery of Kong and whatnot, still getting into it. Not Kong, sorry, um, Godzilla. Uh, up to this point now, um, so far so good. You know, what I mean, we'll see where it takes us. Kurt Russell just got introduced, so well, his character was introduced from the first episode, but Kurt Russell himself, um, had just got introduced in um in episode two. So we'll see how that takes us. I mean, I, I'm 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 interested so far to see where it takes us. The truth is, though. 
to really fully understand everything, you should go back and watch all the movies and stuff like Kong, Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Kong, Godzilla 2, <laughs> whatever. It's what, just is fun. that connected? It's all connected. So I forgot oh. about a lot of things. And so I don't know. I, I watched them once and I never watched them again. So to really understand where this fits in and remember where the flashbacks from, you should watch all those again to get a refresh and then you will know. But I forgot all of that stuff. So I'm kind of watching it fresh again. Cool. Uh, the last thing you watched, Napoleon. Just what? Just what was your thoughts on that? Boring. Uh, listen, guys, and that's just my point of view. Uh, you know, massive shout out to the guys at Sony Pictures UK for hooking me up. Uh, it's a long film. I think it's just over like, just I think it's just under three hours or something like that. I fell asleep, bro. But that's because I was tired. So I'm gonna have to watch it again when. I get home. But what I was hoping to see in this was, look, Ridley Scott is a dynamic, big director, and he directs these epic movies, and he has for a long time. But he dived into a part of this man's world, which I didn't need to know, and it fell flat for me, bro. Like, he, he's talking about 15 years of Napoleon's life between, you know, specific war times, but his relationship with his wife, and the dramas with the political sides of stuff. And it just fell flat, bro. It was boring, bro. So boring. Like, and I think I actually fell asleep. The, they did show an element of his mind on how he works with, how he defeated most of these wars and battles. But I don't know how that guy went to sleep, bro. My guy lost 300,000 people of French, you know, generations in them armies man it's it's quite sad to see uh and like because i'm more world aware now it's like how does somebody burden that sort of madness bro uh look there's some good elements to it bro and some people will enjoy it it wasn't a movie for me i love epic movies i love historic movies it just didn't have this it had a tonal issue for me like you know i think the movie would have worked better for me if it was all in french i'd read subtitles all day bros but it wasn't uh, you could slyly hear, you know, the English accents and the American accent kicking in and the tonal issues. And, you know, this guy tings in his wife. It's like, oh, dude, like, I don't want to see that. I want to see what this guy was thinking where he was trying to be intricate on how to, you know, you're going to somebody else's country to, to defeat them with less amount of people. <laughs> That's what I wanted to see. Anyway, listen, check it for yourself. Go to the cinema. It is grand scale. It is epic. Ridley Scott gives you the set pieces that are amazing. It's just a movie that didn't really work with me, bro. Mm, okay, maybe I'll check it out when it comes out for for download or whatnot. Actually, maybe it's out here. I need to. Go. I want to go watch. I want to go cinema to watch a movie. So I'll, I'll definitely take a look. But that's the part I'm interested in: his strategic perspective towards war. Because again, what I know of Napoleon is his how strategic he was in war. Um, okay, cool, bro. Well, that's everything we watched. On to the next segment is called What We Read. I mean, we can change these names, by the way, bro. Just throwing them out there. But bro, we... you 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 start off. I need to go take a this. Right, I'll be back, guys. Gilman's got it. This next segment is what we read. I gave my thoughts on this one first, the new Punisher series that's come out, and our new Punisher, Joe Garrison. I done a little quick. 60 second review on what I thought. I, I liked it. Listen, listen, I, I I always want a Punisher series because I just want to see, I like the, the justice Punisher gives out. Sounds, sounds very psychotic and whatnot. 
but you know sometimes it's necessary and in a comic book world it's fun but you know it's an interesting story what they're going for right joe garrison is an ex-shield agent he feels like he's done shit in his life that has led to the death of his family because it starts off with a fire in the house and it's his family, but Joe Garrison's not there. So his family has been murdered. He believes, you know, he was doing certain things for S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, you know, killing, um, you know, being almost like an assassin or whatnot for, um, what do you call them, um, Hydra, killing Hydra, um, high-end high, high Hydra people and all that sort of stuff. And he believes something that he's done in his past has come back to him that's led to the death of his family. So he's out there getting revenge and whatnot. But he seems a lot more strategic. I mean, listen, we've joined a part, not straight after the murder. I don't feel like he's straight after the murder because he's very composed. He seems very strategic in his actions. He's got someone who is like Micro, who Punisher had, who's like the person in, like the comp guy in the chair type of thing. Uh, I, think, I believe that person was working in S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Uh, and he's doing, the thing I got from it, he's doing Punisher shit. He's out there doing Punisher shit, meaning he's just brutally fucking up people who are bad guys, right? My questions are, is like, why is he wearing the Punisher skull, right? Uh, there's a scene in the comic where, the, you know, he was wearing that, a news report comes out saying Frank Castle, the Punisher's back. And he was like, oh, that's good. Let them go look out for Frank while I do my business. So my question is like, was that the reason just to divert, divert people to go look for someone who's not there, which is Frank Castle? Or does he have another reason of why he's wearing the Punisher skull? So I have that question and I'd love to see more of what it because Frank had a psychotic, Frank had traumatic, uh, you know, had a traumatic background with the war and PTSD, but he was very traumatized for the murder of his family and he raged war on street. So anyone who'd done something bad, any bad guys, anything, he raged war them regardless. I don't know if Joe, Joe Garrison has raged that kind of war. So is this a story of just revenge using the Punisher's skull or whatnot? Or is, I don't, I don't know, or if you haven't raged war on the streets like the Punisher has, What's your limits? Are you going to have a boundary? Because the Punisher had no boundary. He's all bad guy. He shot, right? I don't know if Joe Garrison has that. So let's see. This could just be a revenge story and maybe it will lead back to Frank Castle somewhere. I would love that because I want Frank Castle back. I'm a very big fan. You know, Frank Castle is the Punisher. But I, I'm enjoying this so far. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's fun. It's fun to see the Punisher back and we'll see where this takes us. Um, that was that. The other thing I'm reading is this, which I'm loving right now. Uh, Spider-Man Life Story Extra. Now, this is really yes. because the concept of this is that it follows Spider-Man's life from the 60s when Spider-Man was first introduced to us all the way up, pick up to 2000s and whatnot. And I'm already, I'm in the 70s right now. But what I love about it and the theme that it seems like is this whole with great responsibility comes, with great power comes great responsibility. And it starts off in the 60s, you got Hobgoblin, all that sort of stuff. You know, um, it was the Vietnam War and he keeps battling himself, like, should I go? I've got superpowers, should I go and help? And whatnot, I've got these powers, I, 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 is it my responsibility to go and fight in this war? And he bumps across Cap, which I love, you know, because Tony Stark and other people are out there, but he bumps into Cap and he asks Cap the same question. Obviously, Cap tells him that what you do, and I've seen what you do on the streets here and how you sacrifice your life to help people, you already taking responsibility of, your, of the power that you got. And Cap says it himself, he goes, I need to go out there. I am going to go out there because I need to see what's happening there with my eyes. 
rather than listening to the mainstream media. He says this in the comment, rather than listening to the media and the politicians, I need to go see what's happening in my head. Because we all know now that really Vietnam shouldn't have happened. Uh, or the American soldiers that died shouldn't really have been out there and whatnot. I, I, again, I don't know the full story of it, but the fact that Cap saying that would now in this comic was so relevant to what's happening now, just basically saying, I need to go see it for myself. Um, yeah. Anyway, the struggle continues for him about that responsibility. Uh, we're in the 70s now. Um, and I'm just interested to see where they take it. You know, it's the same characters, the same all the way leading up to 2000. So brilliant story, man. And I think great concept of Spider-Man. Um, awesome. But yeah, those are the two things I've read. Have you read anything? Uh, bro, I'll be honest. Past week, no, nothing. I've got another book, though, because of Harry Potter. Uh, okay. So I got that to read with Alara, but that's why I haven't been such a busy week. And now that we're all ill, it, uh, it's going to be relaxed time, bro. I'm shattered. All right, well, look, let's move into the next segment. I know I said to you this is going to be a long one, so we've got so much to go through. Uh, the next segment, I've called it the comic book world. Um, and, well, I should call it the comic book movie world because I'm talking about the MCU and the DCEU and, and all that sort of stuff. Starting off with Marvel, though, so it has been announced. We have our Mr. Fantastic, and that is Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards finally being announced. Um, what's your thoughts, bro? I mean, it's a big one. Oh my god, losing. Mm. Uh, I don't think we should have had Pedro. I think he's amazing, bro. But should have got somebody new. I think it would have been better for us to get somebody new and somebody fresh. I think it, Reed Richards is an important part of the MCU, and I think they picking him. I don't know how long he's gonna last in the MCU for, bro. You know what I mean? Because I really want it to continue for further. And a, and a longer period like they did with Cap and all them like so he's probably going to have to sign up to a 10 year contract you know what I mean so it, it would have been nice to have somebody that was fresh younger uh, I don't know bro you know like some people get like casted and they end up playing themselves and that's what I'm scared of I mean even though he does Mandalorian really well he did Joel really well I think some actors come to a point in their career where they just play themselves and it's just a payslip does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But I, I don't think Pedro Pascal would do that. I think he's brilliant. Look, I, I agree in some some sense. I think that he will, regardless, do a great job. I do think it comes down to the direction of the movie. Because um, I think he'll do a great job. But I think it's the movie itself, the storytelling, <clears throat> the relationship of his sister. Yeah. Johnny Blaze. But all of that. If they can keep that all consistent towards a comic book, if they can give us a good story... I, he would obviously do a great job. It's just that um, is his sister going to be... Um, not his sister, sorry. His wife is... Sorry, uh, Johnny... Yeah, Sue Storm. Sue Storm yeah. and Johnny Blaze, their family. So, but yeah, no, it's just... I, I, I think he's going to do a great job. It's a story. It's the direction of the movie. It's what That is what is going to be key. And I think if the movie fails, they'll blame... They could blame Pedro Pascal on it. What a director, but I think I think the success of the movie is based on the content of the movie, man. Because I think he'll do a great job, honestly. I do. Um, Mandalorian smashes it. Everything he generally touches, I think he's really good. Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, people are gonna complain, and they already have Hispanic uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards. Listen, I, I've so the thing is, I've got no issues of him being another culture or whatever. 
It's never been the issue. When I've read the comics, I've never seen it's just a white guy or, or you know, whatever. Like you said about Blade, we're, we've got a Blade movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, it's just, you know, let's see how he does it, bro. You know what I mean? I thought Adam Driver would have been it. You had uh, uh, John, I can't remember his name, who did uh, Multiverse of Madness. You know, like, I don't know why they didn't stick to that. I don't know who's making the decisions at the moment now, but listen, bro, you know us, bro. We're going to indulge it. We'll enjoy it. So let's see how it is. Let's see. It's, it's going to be big, bro. It's going to be big. It's a big it's one. Big. Is it, listen, that's a big decision because it's Fantastic Four, Marvel's family. Um, so it's a tough one. But I think Reed Richards will do a great job. I think it's going to come down to the content and the movie. So we'll see. What, not Reed Richards. Pedro Pascal will do a great job. Just comes down to the, the, to the content of the movie. That's my... Only thing. Yeah. If you fuck that up, the whole movie shit anyway. It doesn't matter who no. you got in there. So that's that's my thing. Um, you know, Fox has made two attempts. The second one was absolutely pants. The first two actually weren't too bad. Actually, I kind of kind I kind of enjoyed those. They were fun. Um, but let's see what happens with that. Um, there was other rumors that <clears throat> um they're looking to get cast Doctor Doom, obviously made uh Mad McKen McKen's Mad Mad uh Mad Mickelson. Mickelson, there you go. Obviously, I can't read. Um, he would be he'd be pretty good, man. I was looking at his face from from a visual perspective. I'm like, he'll be fucking good, man, because he's got some Doctor Doom type of face. I don't know that there's a specific face to it, but no, nah, you're like, you're right. He'll be good. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. I think, yeah, I think he'll be fine. Uh, again, he's already played the character in, you know, I can't remember what character he played. It was in Doctor Strange. Uh, we don't need. To I think we need somebody fresh, ready to play this role, bro. You know. Well, you can get uh, the guy who was in Oppenheimer. What's his name? Uh, Killian Murphy. I think he'll yeah, be. The, I think he'll be. They were saying that somebody was saying that, and I was like, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. I think he would be awesome. I think so too. I think, or you know, uh, now he might be too old, but the guy oh, I can never remember names, man. In Mandalorian, he played. Uh, um, uh, oh, he played the one that had Boba Fett's suit. No, no, he he had the saber first, the bad guy, wasn't it? Mid Midian, Moff Gideon. Well, Moff Gideon. I like oh. him as a to well, play I... Doctor. You know what? I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. I, because he's just so the way he acts is so. Like, he's got a cynical side to him, but very professional. Or, actually, I like him as Professor X as well. I think he'll be great as Professor X. Anyway, mm -hmm. there's rumours. He hasn't been casted yet, but Pedro Pascal is our, is our fantastic, Mr. Fantastic. Um, we spoke about Jonathan Majors. There's all these rumours that keep saying that he's done and then moving to Doctor Doom. I don't know if that's true. Uh, Kevin Feige apparently has rumours that he wants to leave Marvel and move to Star Wars. Maybe because <coughs> of all these recent failures. He's, he's, you know, I don't know. It feels like he want to move on, but I think he should take accountability, uh, which I'm sure he will, but just just go back to the drawing board. Where did we flop? Why did we flop? And just figure that out and stop trying to be political about things and just go back to the basics, man. Just create great content to lead into a great story. That's what all we want. So I don't know. I love Kevin Feige. I think whatever he does is amazing. Let's just keep, just take it back. Slow down a little bit, maybe. Um, take feedback. And apply it basically. Um, all right. Next year, as I mentioned, looks like we're only getting one MCU movie, and that's Deadpool 3. 
in the cinemas, the rest of the shows and whatnot. So listen, that movie has a lot of lot to it that that could be a great success. It's supposed to be a great success because Wolverine's gonna be in it, multiverse, Fox Universe finally combining with the MCU. There's so much to it. That should be a billion dollar movie. And I hope it is. I hope it is. And I think that if it is, it clearly shows, I think, that just stick to the basics, man. Do like, you know, what I mean, when I say stick to the basics, try not to get political with it, try not to force things, just give us good stories, give us good characters, and we'll enjoy those. Anyway, we'll see. Um, what else? What else? What else on the Marvel side? Captain America movie and Thunderbolts have been delayed, so they were supposed to come out of it in the next year, but they've been delayed, so we're talking about 2025. Spider-Man 4, apparently the rumours are that's supposed to be <coughs> merging the Spider-Man universe into the MCU universe, so, you know, that should give... We kind of already got glimpses of that with Venom and all that sort of stuff, so hopefully we'll get, you know, be it Octopus and, and uh, Dr. Octopus and um, who's somebody else with Black Cat and all of sort of guys into into the MCU. I just made. I just went blank on names, but I just threw two shitty ones out there. Um, it's all right, bro. Marvel's Blade director confirms ratings. So everyone's saying the, the Blade movie is going to be violent, which it should be. So that's cool. That's what we we're looking forward to. Um, and then there was another thing I was going to say. The all right. Well, anyway. What if trailer came out? What if season two? We're looking yes. to get a release on December 22nd, and they look to release one every day, which is kind of fun for December and that whole Christmas period. So, from the 22nd to the 30th, I think the what if animations were awesome. They could bring, you know, they could be fun. They were fun. Keep them fun. I hope, I hope they do what they do. I've got a whole list of episode names, but I don't need to go through them, to be honest with you. Um, so that was awesome. And looking forward to that for the end of the year. All right, moving on to DC. What is what have I got here? Nicholas Holt is reportedly the f- in final talks to play Lex Luthor in James Gunn's Superman Legacy. <clears throat> yes, that's right. So I know that we got a whole load of casting this week. Sorry, guys. <coughs> I haven't shared anything on our page yet. Uh, but I will do soon, as, Uh But... I don't think that's been confirmed yet, bro. Everybody's posting it, but I was asking Luke, Luke, Luke this morning was, is there anything being confirmed about it? And he goes, you know, you never know, but I'm, 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 I'm putting it out there, you know. Okay, okay. Well, I heard that Jimmy Olsen was confirmed because that one said. Confirmed. Yeah, Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, so that's Skylar. Skylar Gidson. Gidson do. Sorry. A guy named Skylar Gidson do. Yeah, I don't know where he's from. But he looks I the part. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I've seen the pictures, but yeah, you know me, man. Same as yeah. well, bro. Well, that that's there. And then the last thing, Aquaman's coming out in a month. This will be yes. Jason Jason Momoa said that this will be his. This will be the end of the DC EU. I think he said, and this will be his end of one of Aquaman. But obviously, there was rumors that he possibly might pay Lobo, which would be awesome. But yeah, I think this is the end of the DC EU, and. Um, his one is Aquaman. So, I be honest with you. Of course, I'm gonna go watch this movie. I don't think this movie is gonna be as great as the first one. The first one was okay. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I just don't think it'll be as Excuse great. Me. And I think if it's the end of the DCEU, 
you know, that might be a good thing, you know, and then, you know, we're not looking to get the first Superman movie till 2025, right? No. Yeah. Good. Exactly. So you're going to take a year off. I think that's a brilliant thing from DC, <laughs> if I'm correct. Take a year off from everything. Let it all die. Start fresh. <clears throat> so listen, I'm not expecting much from this movie. And honestly, I feel like I don't think in the box office it's going to do well. That's just from my opinion and based on recent events and, and people's just, you know, judgment on the DC universe and just comic book movies in general. So anyway, that's coming out in a month, guys. Do check it out in cinemas. I'm going to watch it for sure. Uh, as I always will do. Um, and I'm sure Kibler will be a big part of the UK promotion with the whole DC family. So that would be awesome for Kibler. Maybe get a chance to meet Jason Momoa if he's there. Um, that would be awesome too. Um, so I know Kibler, you're going to be a big part of that. So um, enjoy that when that comes. Um, all right, moving on. Star Wars, real quick. Um, apparently Pedro Pascal won't be returning for Madeline Norman season four due to other commitments. I hope that's not true. I hope that's a rumor. Uh, the other commitments maybe be fantastic for, I don't know, just because the news <sighs> came out similar. But Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. Oh. There's no way you can't put Mand Pedro Pascal as Mandalorian, as not Mandalorian in there. Even though he wears a mask, it doesn't matter. It needs to be Pascal. So I hope that's not true. <clears throat> um, also, Dave Filoni has become the chief creative officer of the Lucas Films. Um, he will now work with more... He will work more directly with Kathleen Kennedy to uh, oversee the next generation of Star Wars and show movies. Mm -hmm. Look, South Park took the piss out of Kathleen Kennedy about her solutions to all these movies, why they've been failing, just put a diverse chick in there, make them gay. Like, that was hilarious from South Park. But, you know, I don't know what's really happening in the back end, but they've been taking the piss out of that. But Dave Filoni's done a great job with, with Star Wars content that's been coming out. And... Um, I think he'd be great with some of the stuff, stuff that's leading on. Um, all right, that was that segment. The last one, the next segment is what's coming. So new things that are coming out. Uh, Going to quickly run through this. Creed 4 is happening. Um, looks like uh, Michael B. J. Jordan will be like producer and all that sort of type. He'll be well involved as he was with Creed 3. Uh, Kung awesome. Fu Hustle with Jackie Chan, apparently. <laughs> Kung Fu Hustle was hilarious with... Uh, oh, my God. I'm yeah, I'm blank on the names. I'm going blank on everything. But Kung Fu Hustle comedy, Kung Fu movie with Jackie Chan, of course, it would be amazing extra comedy in there. Um, so that would be pretty cool. Keanu Reeves has returned as a detective in R-rated sequel to Constantine. Constantine, I I don't know if that was confirmed, but it looked like it was. <clears throat> yeah, it was uh, confirmed. It will be an Elseworlds story like the Batman. Uh, yeah, that's right. So that's. Yeah. Awesome. So Keanu Reeves is back there. Keanu Reeves, what John Wick is, and John Wick anime is in the works. So that'll be mm. fun. And I'll be very interested to see how they do the action in the anime. That'll be fucking awesome. Um, talking about animes, Terminator is getting an epic anime on Netflix. So that'll be interesting as well on where they could take that Terminator mm. story. That's look like an anime will be better than a movie in the coming times. Uh, the Bear will remain open for business. Um, for season okay. three. If you haven't seen season one or two, watch it. It's so good. It's so good. I've talked about it before. It's such a great show. The dude, check that out. Uh, now no You order. See Me 3 has been announced <clears throat> by Lionsgate. So that was <clears throat> very, you know, Mark Ruffalo and all them guys in there. It was a very, what's that? One of those movies that's got a lot of trickery and shit in it. You look out for the tricks and all that shit. So that was pretty good. Harold and Kumar 4 confirmed. Standard comedy. If you want to check it out, you know, you know, check it out. 
Universal is in early development of the new uh, a new Jason Bourne movie, you know. So with the new age okay. action movies, maybe that might be interesting because that was quite good when it came to like you know like a spy espionage and action movie and whatnot. So that might be pretty good. Uh, and I think she's going to bring back um, Matt Damon and everything. Uh, Netflix is working on an Alona Home, a new Alona Holmes movie. Yeah. And then the last thing that should be coming, or not the last thing, there's a couple more things. Um, Denzel Washington will be working with, <clears throat> on a movie called Hannibal, who is apparently an, an, let me read the history, but I wrote this down. He is like a conqueror. Hannibal came over the Alps and attacked Rome from the north. At the time, posing the greatest threat to the Republic, Hannibal was a skilled militant technician who led the troops in what is now known as Tunisia, not far from Sicily. So, story about that. Um, Seth MacFarlane is working on TED series. And then okay. lastly, which was a big one and a fun one, Karate Kid, new movie with yeah, Ralph Macchiano and uh, Jackie Chan. Did I say his name wrong? I said his name wrong, obviously. But the exciting thing, not only is that exciting, <coughs> the exciting thing is they're actually looking for their new Karate Kid, which is, which is an interesting one. So if you're mm-hmm. an actor or a martial artist who wants to get into acting, this is an opportunity for you to apply and possibly be, be our new Karate Kid. And I think that's pretty cool. That they're doing that. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun because after Cobra Kai, it can't be over because I, the Cobra Kai is so good. It can't be over. And I hope with Ralph involved, it gives you that same Cobra Kai feeling because that's what we need from the, the Kawhi Kid movies, that same feeling. So I hope it does that because that would be pretty awesome. Okay. No, exactly, bro. Without a doubt, definitely. Definitely, cool. without a doubt. I'm Moving- looking forward to that. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go and give your thoughts, bro. No, I'm looking forward to it, bro. I'm looking forward to it. It was exciting to see. Yeah. All right, moving on to um other movie news and and stuff like that. So, the SAG AFTRA FA AFTRA SAG AFTRA strike has come to an end. Um, from what I've heard, and they reached a deal, which is amazing. Looks like content's gonna come back out. They're gonna get back on it. And I hope they worked out a deal for people to get paid what they're worth. So that's what the whole thing was about. Hopefully everyone gets their their fair due in everything. So uh, I'm glad that worked out. Uh, Disney is reporting to release, is no longer reporting to release The Bikers, which had Tom Hardy in it. And they're looking to might make it go straight to streaming. So they're making a lot of changes in the movie with like Disney and whatnot after all the strike has ended and all this sort of stuff. And they're looking to make a lot of changes. So they're looking to just bring that out straight on streaming and not the cinema, which is an interesting take, but let's see what they do. Uh, Netflix released the first trailer for uh, Avatar, the live action Avatar, which looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, looks to release in February. Uh, Zack Snyder says that the crossover between Army of Dead in its upcoming movie, Rebel Moon. So they're looking to be in the same universe in some crossover between Rebel Moon and Army of the Dead. Uh, John Cena and James Gunn, Wile E. Coyote movie has met the same fate as the Batgirl, <coughs> Batgirl and Warner Bros. So, what do you mean? 
I don't know. It looks like they were supposed to make a movie and it got cut, basically. So one of them decided to cut. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then lastly on the news, on that part, on the more news, was YouTube is looking to set, is looking to introduce new rules and labels that will require creators to disclose whether they are will be using artificial intelligence to the content that they've created, or is it their own video? Oh, okay. So I guess with AI, a lot of people are creating shit and posting it out there like it's theirs and they get the credibility <clears throat> yeah. from it. So, you know, just to making sure if shit's real or not. As you can see, this is real. We're two real human beings talking our shit. Um, all right, to finish off, video games is the next next uh, segment. Uh, the first Black Samurai coming to Assassin's Creed. So if you're an Assassin's, Assassin's Creed fan, I know Ash is playing the new one. They're looking to do a story on the first Black Samurai. And then mm. Nintendo Switch just announced a Legend of Zelda movie is coming soon. So listen, they've done great with Mario. Let's see what they do with Legend of Zelda. And then the last part was the controversial questions, bro. You've done that to me last time. Um, so my turn to give you back some questions and we'll finish off with this. Cool, man. Go so for it. So my questions are <laughs> on the MCU and I've just got, just got two for you. Uh, and I'll just say mm -hmm. them both so you can give your answer for both of them. One, do you think the MCU is failing? And two, do you think diverse equity and inclusion has something to do with MCU's recent failures? Uh, with the first one, yes. I think they've had far too much content out and I think Disney Plus has played a big part of that. And I think we as fans are superhero fatigued. You know, uh, we have... It's an amazing time because I still get to watch the content. But I've been pushed back, bro. I, I've i gone back to the books. Uh, I'm not watching the content on TV. Like, I've missed Gen V. I've missed Invincibles. I just don't want to watch anything related to that no more because it is fully packed it's not it's lost its uniqueness now that's just my thoughts i, I just to jump in there i don't think you should take it out on gen v and invincible because they're very different no things. i haven't uh, so, that's what i'm saying yeah. so do watch but, those but MC i don't want yeah. eventually i will eventually yeah, i'm not yeah. doing that it's just like the, i don't feel drawn to it i don't feel drawn to it i'm, I'm actually just watching all the films because mm. i'm not drawn to it and i think it's just like I don't know. I'm just a change, I suppose. I want something. And I know they're both originals and they're both really good. Just it's it's just not on my radar at the moment. And I feel like where before I had to keep watching it on the day and the rest of it. And I think as I grow older, bro, I'm getting tired, bro. So like it's like nice easy neat, nice easy watch. I don't have to concentrate too much. Uh and safe in front of the kids, because I know everybody blows up and things with each other. So uh I will watch it eventually, but I just feel like we are coming to a point now where superhero fatigue is, is, is kicking in, bro. The part about inclusion, diversity, and the rest of it, if it's force-fed, it's not going to be enjoyable, you know? If it's, you know, drip feeds and you make me connect with the character, it doesn't matter what they are from, alien, whatever, colour, race, what... Just connect, man. Connect with your audience a bit more better now. I think the problem is happening now is... You're full speed in it. You're putting it in there. Yeah, yeah. Power, 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 power. And then it's like, you know, some things will work and some, most of it won't work. And that's what's happening at the moment. I feel like Marvel are quite smart because they have uh, trialed a couple of things where they feel like, okay, you know what? Let's give this a go and see where it goes. So they're taking risks. So I, I rate them for that, but it's too much, bro. And then the Disney Plus, knowing that, 
we've just gone to cinema to watch it and knowing that I'm paying a hundred pound a year for this and it's going to be on TV in two months, bro, I'm sitting at home, man. That's how most people are thinking. Cool. Awesome. Well, look, mm. this was Believe that. a two hour podcast. There was a lot to catch up on because we haven't caught up in two weeks, so a lot of news and then just a lot of thoughts and stuff in general. Um, guys, we again, if you watch to the end, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for watching, liking, subscribing. Check the description for the timestamps. Hopefully, you already have. You know, we'll be back for next week. And again, what me and Kibble have expressed is only our opinions, our thoughts. We always advise go do your own research, go enjoy things for what you want to enjoy. You know, make your own decision, you know, but get the content behind it, get the research behind it. Whatever you decide after that, that's that's on your opinion. And that's what everyone's entitled to do. But obviously, we're here to spread, um, you know, peace and love, as weird as that sounds. But that's what really, as a human being, we want with each other. Um, all mm. right, guys, freaking hell, long one today, man. We'll leave you to it, and we'll catch you on next week's episode. We out. Peace. Take care, guys. Peace.